For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. We finished up our position rankings, which means we now get to talk about our big board that we compiled. It's a fun little exercise that we just did. And then now we're going to talk about each of the guys that made our top 25 big board. We're breaking it up into three episodes. Today is going to be 25 to 16 tomorrow's episode or the next episode we do is going to be 15 to 6 and then the last one we're going to go a little bit more in depth is going to go from 5 to 1 ryan you excited to talk about this big board i am man i am for for people that aren't out there me and joe literally went through and one by one alternating elected people onto this big board so it's an alternating big board it's a big board where I feel like it shows our evaluation big time on certain guys because it's some guys that are going to surprise you that are in here because it's players that we have high opinions of, we've gravitated towards. So this isn't just the top 25 big board based upon, you know, the mock drafts you've read and mm-hmm. kind of the the consensus that is already out there, which is so weird that there's consensus out there in the summer, but this is literally what Ryan Roberts and Joe DeLeon value in the scouting field in the summer this year which should be fun and joe i think it's a really fun exercise because yeah we're, we're going to quickly understand how many guys we are have clear first round opinions on and then where that number dictates like usually it's you know i i usually get between 19 and 23 ish first round grades at the end last year i was down i had like 14 or 15 so i'm curious to see early opinions on how many of these guys are like clear first round prospects to me yeah, and th- there's going to be a couple guys that we've already established that we disagreed on because it was alternating. So we were kind of going back and forth, throwing some names in. And I mean, just loosely looking at this, I-, I think I got at least 18 guys on here that I think have first round worthy grades. Um, I'd, ha- I'd have to kind of peek around a little bit further, but I, th- I-, I would say I think like probably what 18. How many do you think you have? I would say right now I have a firm. So for guys that I would bet on being first round picks today, I think Let, I would less be about NFL. betting on being first round picks. Guys that you would take in the first round is the better phrasing. Of okay, it, so guys that I would take in the first rounds, I would say 17, 18 is a good number. Okay. Yeah, you said eighteen, right? So yeah. I feel like we're in a similar ballpark. I will say this though, Joe, you could convince me that every one of these top twenty five at the end of the day is a first round player and I won't agree on every single one of them, but I do think that there is a, there's a pathway to every single one of these players being a first round player 
when we get to April. Like I do think that we have we've hit on some guys that have clear traits, have clear talents. And I think there is a pathway for everyone on the list. Right. I don't think there's anybody on here that either of us would sit here and say like, oh, come on, that guy's not, there's no chance that that right. guy goes in the first round. Like this is, even, this is yeah, there's, like, there's, it's not, it's not a fanboy thing, right? It's no. like you liked Steve Avila, Avila a ton, right? But he didn't, instance. he didn't make the list. Right. Because you could see a clear pathway to him not being a first round pick. Like, yes. I think that's kind of what we're looking at. I mean, that, it's like a yeah. similar thing to like, I love. Jalen Jones, the cornerback out of Texas A&M, I think he maybe eventually could be that type of player, but like right now he's not close to that, right? So it's just, yeah, I think that we definitely have a clear perspective on these guys are more likely hood than a couple of guys we could have included. This isn't just like a fanboy type of big board. Well, we're going to get into it in just a second. Before we do, though, folks, I want to tell you about Bet Online, which is today's sponsor. We've actually got some college football games that we can bet on. I know it was all fun and games when we could bet on the preseason games that were going on and not really that entertaining because it's all guessing and there's just a bunch of random players in there. Have fun betting on Ben DiNucci in these Cowboys games. But I, for a fact, am going to be betting on Nebraska Northwestern and Hawaii Vanderbilt. No other reason to get excited except for college football starting this upcoming weekend. And if you want to bet, go to Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ryan. We're not going to be as in-depth on talking about these players as we will as the week progresses, but starting things off at number 25, we have Paris Johnson ranked, one of my guys that I picked and placed here. Paris Johnson, I think, fits nicely at the very end of this list because he is a little bit of projection. You've got a guy that is a really nice athlete, very fluid mover, played guard primarily in his early days at Ohio State, is getting bumped out to tackle. The big thing for me, why I think a guy like Paris Johnson has to be in the discussion is that if he doesn't pan out as a tackle, maybe he doesn't have that great of a year this year playing tackle. I can still make the argument that this is a first round caliber guard that can step in and start right away based on the film that we've seen on him. So uh, a, a guy that has some swing potential, I even wrote him down as offensive lineman, not as offensive tackle, because it is a possibility that he plays either position at the next level. Yeah, I, I had no qualms with this one, Joe. I, I was fully expected Paris Johnson Jr. to be on the list because he's one of those guys that you could you could convince me that he's a top 10 pick eventually. Like he has that type of upside. I mean, he's 6'6", 320 plus, athletic, has vines for arms, vice grips for hands. Everything is there. It's just you haven't seen a play offensive tackle yet. So that's why it's the projection. But I was okay with it just because there is clear traits for Paris Johnson. So you slotted in Jalen Duncan at 24. And if anyone remembers back to the offensive tackle show that we did, Jalen Duncan from Maryland suddenly found himself in the equation of, of the discussion for offensive tackle one. And we weren't doing rankings on those shows. We shifted the approach to the shows, I think, right after that week. But it was it was really fun to talk about Jalen Duncan because he was a rare find for us. Why were you confident enough to place him at 24? 
Yeah, this one, if you would have told me in the beginning of the summer, if I would have had him in this conversation, I think people would probably call me an idiot. And I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to call me an idiot regardless. But yeah. I have now, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I've now, I have now <laughs> seen though multiple platforms, multiple people in the industry that have had Jalen Duncan in a clear top 50 type of player. So I'm still going to be a little higher on him than some people are. But I mean, again, we talk about traits, man. 6'5", 6'6" solid arm length but for me the biggest things about him is he's incredibly flexible he's incredibly athletic and he's got vice grips for hands man like he makes contact he's got a strong punch his technique is not where it needs to be but you see the flashes of everything and i'm just like that kid is a first round offensive tackle if he puts it all together like he has every clear trait to being a first round pick in my opinion was it first round film last season no it's not first round film yet but the, there are first round traits in my opinion like this guy is a incredibly clean mover, good athlete, kind of checks every box. So I think if he mm -hmm. puts it together, we can be talking about Jalen Duncan in the OT1 conversation. Could yeah, happen. my man could move, and I, I really like him in that conversation. I, I think I'm a little split on who I would really push. Ahead. I, I still I think I slightly have Paris Johnson ahead of him. It, it's a little tricky because I still don't know for sure if Paris Johnson's a tackle or not. We need to wait until the end of the season to make a determination, but we know that Jalen Duncan is a tackle. Watching him freaking move and get to the next level was uh, mind-boggling. Jaw-dropping watching yeah. him move and uh, get upfield the way that he was able to do. So 24 makes a lot of sense. It helps him that there is uncertainty in the tackle class. So there is now an open window for a guy like a Jalen Duncan. I think in other classes, it, it's tougher to make that determination and make that argument for a Jalen Duncan. But we've got a lot of question marks. I don't think there should be a question mark here, though. And you didn't like this. This these couple of these picks here, you didn't like the, these. Based on traits alone, Will Levis belongs slotted at twenty three in my eyes, or just at least in the top, in that twenty to twenty five range. He had to get placed somewhere. I, I didn't want to not place him because this is not like it's uh, a guy who doesn't have the traits. He has every trait in the book to be a Josh Allen type quarterback. Mentally, he's just not there. The, the processing is a million percent not there. I will not argue with that. But if the guy puts it together, he's going to be a top 10 pick. Like that's, that's not even an argument. Well, Joe, you remember when we did the ultimate team? And if people haven't mm -hmm. heard that, they should go back and listen to that episode. I was completely okay with having quarterback three off the board, Will Levis, because I think the NFL is going to be very high on him. And I agree with you. I mean, he's got top 10 traits. Like, he may be the most talented quarterback in this class. He may be. I mean, he's more talented, in my opinion, than just physically, not from the finer details of playing the quarterback position, processing, accuracy, but from ar pure arm strength, arm talent, and athleticism, and, and couple him with the size, he's more talented than C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, in my opinion, right? But it's obviously those guys have other traits mm -hmm. that put him ahead of a guy like Will Levis. But yes, I can I can agree with you that if he puts it all together, he's a top 10 pick. Like, it, there's no doubt, because he's got all the talent in the world. I am I mean, mostly I'm just busting your balls, if I'm being completely honest, because even at that <laughs> pick, honestly, Joe, like, I got to the, my last pick with Jalen Duncan, and the rest of the guys on the board, I'm just like, I, I mean, I can't really argue Will Levis not being higher than them, just because he has higher upside than those types of players. So I'm okay with it. I think he's more of a day two football player on film right now, but he's a quarterback, which means that he's going to rise and he's got stupid, stupid arm talent, stupid athleticism. Like everything is there to be a Josh Allen esque type of player to your, to your opinion. My man's decision-making just needs to horrible. Not, 
Yeah. And that's that's not on the field either. That's off the field as well. He needs to stop putting mayonnaise in his coffee. He needs to stop doing this. It's still, <laughs> I, I know I keep mentioning it, but like, why? Why are we putting yeah. mayonnaise in coffee? Why are we eating banana peels? I just don't understand why this is a thing. My man's built different. Stop hating on him. Uh, but, yeah. but the thing with Will Levis, though, I think out of any other position, uh, it's the only position that you can make the argument for putting him in the top 25 despite being a second-round player on the field. But the traits, if he hits, is what's putting him in there as as the qualification. I think any other position, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, but because he's a quarterback, most of these guys coming into the NFL further behind than any other position. It's just the natural lack of preparation for guys in in, in college to the NFL. Joe, just looking at our list without putting anybody else out there, is there a more boomer bust player on this list than Will Levis? Though, like, because like you could convince me. No, I think he definitely is the biggest boomer bust player. I, I you, totally you, agree. Because you you can convince me that he's Josh Allen light, which you just did a little bit. Or but I could also convince you, I think, that he might be Jake Locker. Like, there's... Well, I was going to say Jake Locker, but, like, who's a better example of somebody who everyone was geeking over in summer scouting and then just disappeared? Um, Emory like Jones? A, <laughs> no, no. We can come up with a, be- a better example than that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Jacob Eason, maybe? Uh, Jacob Eason wasn't that super talented, though. He had a strong arm, but like, yeah, he wasn't I'm, trying a good to, athlete I'm, or I'm trying to think of someone who has like a really good arm and was a really good athlete that just. Oh, you know who's you know who's together. one? It's it's not a perfect one, but do you remember how in like early mock drafts people had Connor Cook as like a first round pick, and then he went like fourth yeah. round to the Raiders and he sucked. Or uh, <laughs> Cardell Jones might be another one too. Oh, that, that's, that's, like a, that's, that's like actually another a good one. one. Brad Kaya, one. that's another one too. Ooh. That's like another. Good except, example. except Brad Kaya was a weird one because he literally didn't have any traits, and people still loved him for something. <laughs> he, had, he had you know he had a pea shooter for an arm. It wasn't very athletic, and yet people were trying to make him the next coming out of Miami, but. Yeah. Uh, also, I, you know, I, I love playing the guessing game or allowing our listeners to play the guessing game. He's QB three. So, yes, you know, take that into account. You probably can guess who's one and two. And if, if you're upset that we didn't include other guys, you know, feel free, feel free to drop a comment. I'm curious to hear. I, I'm saying this right now. We are not we are not ranking Anthony Richardson because he has not played enough football games. That's <laughs> simply yes. enough. We're not playing that game. Uh, but yeah. My man at number 22 has played a lot of football games and has really good film. Uh, probably the most polished corner film, defensive back film out of any guy on this board, without a doubt. I th- Actually, out of any defensive player, he might have the most polished film in terms of technique and consistency. Also a friend of the show, came on the show and also uh, you know, expressed that he listened to our discussion about him. Uh, that being Clark yep. Phillips. From Utah, we know that you're really high on him. I, I got no arguments there for him being a top top 25 player. There was no question I was going to get him on the list at some point. And I, I even felt like 22 is a little too low for me, Joe, because this is the thing, right? I'm a pretty traditionalist guy when it comes to scouting, and I actually do take thresholds and size, you know, si- the size thresholds into my conversation a lot. And I look at Clark Phillips, and I am fully aware that my man is probably 5'9 and some change and 190-something pounds, and I do not care because he's such a good football player, man. I mean, you mentioned it. Technical, from a technical perspective, incredible feel for the game, good hips, good eyes, able to get in great body positioning, and he's super competitive, man. Like, he'll come up and he'll hit you. He'll play Mm. down the field. He'll disrupt the catch point. And I think he's a good all-around athlete. So despite him not being the biggest corner of all time, 
I don't think that you have to pigeonhole him and put him in as a nickelback. Like, I think this is an outside corner. I think he's a dog. I think he's going to be a tremendous football player on the next level. Yeah, Clark Phillips, super fun to watch. And he just the, the motor, the energy, everything he brings to the table. I think he would easily be a top 10 player and he'd be rivaling Keely Ringo for corner one if he was taller and a little bit longer, but he still finds his way into the uh, the top 25. I then slotted for us, and this was the one that got the most disagreement, but I think we can both agree that this player likely is going to end up as a first round pick. Like even if he, even if we still don't like what he does on film, he's going to be a first round pick. My man won the bullet in a cough last year. Jordan Addison, former pit receiver now going to USC. His stats are only going to get better brother. Now with a better quarterback, throwing him the ball. I understand your, your dis, distaste for Jordan Addison. I don't he's, have distaste. He, don't say distaste. He, okay. You're, you're the negatives that you place on him in evaluation. I understand those negatives. His play strength isn't great. He's very light. But if Devontae Smith can go as high as he did, also win the Blinnikoff. I'm not comparing. Watch the, it, I'm Joe. not. I, I'm Watch not comparing it because right. Jordan Addison would be. Uh, I would have him ranked a lot higher if I compared him in the same regard. But if we are, we were willing to take the uh, Devontae Smith as high as he was selected at the very small, thin frame and low play strength that he had, I don't think it's fair to take Jordan Addison out of the top 25 equation. The reasons why I like Jordan Addison is that I thought he had a really quick release and accelerated very, very well. I loved his hands. Um, I think that his body control is the best out of any of these receivers and some of the plays that he was able to make. And I know that you don't like his play strength to play outside, but I think that he is capable of playing both. So this is probably the only one that we're going to kind of have a little bit of back and forth on, but yeah. I think that he deserves to be in the top 25. I think if he's an outside receiver, is a pure Z, because I don't think you can put him on the line of scrimmage. And Joe, did you know he had 11 drops last year? Talking about his hands for a second there. He had 11 okay, drops, sir. Okay, but what was his target rate? Like, wow, God, oh, he, probably, he, had ca- he had 100 catches, but he still dropped but, 11 passes. But Come he on, was man. targeted probably the most out of any receiver in college football That's last year. That's not true. That's not true. It's not but, true. I know, I know for a fact Josh Downs had more catches than him. I know for a fact. I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up. Just because he's the most targeted doesn't mean he's the most efficient. We're we looking for efficiency or are we looking for uh, for volume numbers? What are we doing here, Joe? Uh, but I'm just saying that like 11 drops with that many targets is like, okay, like, you know, how are we, you know, is that really fair to, you know, to knock him for something like that? How do I... I'm trying to see. I don't, if I, know, I, don't I don't know how you find targets. You know, it's pretty funny. You mentioned the the Bolitnikov Award winner. Yeah. I'm gonna go back the previous six players to win the Bolitnikov. Oh no, Addison. don't do no, this! No, 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 <laughs> okay. no. The last okay. three is in your favor. Okay? okay, the last three went Jerry Judy, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. That's pretty good in your favor, right? Those those are all first round picks. Two yeah. out of three have already been really good in the NFL. But the three before that, you ready for the for these three before that, the Joe? Yeah, yeah. Corey Coleman, twenty fifteen. Uh, Dee Westbrook, twenty sixteen. Uh, and James Washington, twenty seventeen. Uh, uh, <laughs> so it's a little bit of a mixed review from the uh, from the Bolitnikov Award winner stuff. So, so I this uh, Roto Wire has some pretty advanced target statistics. So he yep. he's top top ten in targets per game. Um, he was. 
first in yards per target, and then I don't know what TM target percentage is, but he was he was top five in that as well. So he or no top ten care. in that as well. So he like the eleven drops, like it's it, it, it's all with context. Right? Okay. Regardless, though, that's yeah. do you have anything else to add on Jordan Jordan Addison? He's overrated. What do you want to say? Okay. Well, I think Jackson Smith and Jig was a tiny bit overrated, but still, he slots in at number twenty, the Ohio State receiver. I get it. Very crafty slot receiver. Uh, I'm a tiny bit reluctant to go super high on him because I feel like he's only a slot receiver. I don't think he provides a lot of value at the next level. I still have the argument that Jackson Smith and Jigba benefited significantly from all the guys that were around him. Like there were a lot of big plays that he had where there was just a lapse in coverage because there was a clear focus on stopping Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And I hate the bit where everyone does where Olave and, and Garrett Wilson said that he's the uh he's <laughs> the better receiver of the group. Like of course you're going to talk up your freaking teammate. I if if anyone comments that on this video, I'm actually going to lose my mind. But regardless, Jack Smith Jigba, he's a first round receiver. I won't argue with that. Yeah. Now he's Look, man, I there are some things about Jackson Smith and Jigba that I am not super pumped about and I completely get your conversation with you know he was the third best receiver probably on his team even though he had he led the team in receiving because there was a lot of attention to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. What 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 you know what the people are actually going to say in rebuttal to that Joe that mm-hmm. the one time that you saw him without both players was the bowl game against Utah where he had 15 catches for 347 yards, right? Was Clark so like Phillips he was, starting him. Oh no, he was playing in the Clark- he plays out of the slot, so no. Clark played him a little bit, but for the most part, you know, again, to your point. Wait, 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 but didn't, wasn't the, was it? Utah had a, wait, wait, it was a running back that was covering him, wasn't it? For some points, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that argument. I, don't, uh, I know, I know, okay. that, I know okay. that you're not making that argument, yeah, but yeah. that is the argument that has been made to uh, to to us, and it's been made yeah. on some of the YouTube videos. We got a lot of negative feedback on that episode sure. we did on Smith and Jig, sure. but it's just silly. Like, I, I hate when people do that bit of just like throwing out stats without looking at the context. Sure. But, no, I, I get that, man. I get that. So all that to say. I like Smith and Jigba. I think he's a good football player. I had him as my wide receiver too in our wide receiver rankings. Like I think that mm-hmm. he is uh, not super flashy, but I think that he does play a lot like Keenan Allen. Like he's he is a pure slot, can play a little bit. I think he may play a little bit more outside this year, but for the most part, he's a slot receiver. I think he's incredibly crafty, very short hands, has some yak ability. He's never going to be a huge vertical threat in my opinion because i don't think he has that type of speed but i right, think he's that like he, a four or five guy right we can kind right. of we can agree with that yeah i would say four five flat to four five two ish but like either way that's not how he wins he wins with his intelligence and his consistency and his craftiness as a route runner which is fine because again keenan allen ran four seven coming out of cal and no one cares because he catches 100 passes a year this kid's a high volume receiver at the next level don't think there's going to be a ton of explosive plays like you see in college. I don't think that's translatable, but I think he's going to be a very good wide receiver on the next level. So you guys know that I had to get sneak in just in the top 20 here, the last spot in the top 20. Uh, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, the Georgia Tech transfer. Man, I, I love Jameer Gibbs, man. Like He's my number one draft crush this year, and I, I stand by the hottest take that I have is that I think that Jameer Gibbs is going to be at least standing on the podium 
uh, for the Heisman Trophy. He's going to be a Heisman finalist. He is stepping into a perfect situation. Alabama running backs, there we've seen worse Alabama running backs put up good numbers, and he is so freaking explosive. He is so fast. He is so fluid. The after the catch ability, like he's he's like a faster version of Alvin Kamara is what it, what I feel like with him. And he just brings so much to the game. And I, I think there's going to be this high emphasis to stop Bryce Young and to slow down the passing game that there are going to be so many rushing lanes opened up for him in the early weeks of the season that he's going to probably pop off for a couple 150 to 200 yard rushing games. And he's also got not that many carries under his belt. He was barely used at Georgia Tech, but uh, my man's a dude. Uh, my man's a baller. I love Jameer Gibbs. I mean, again, Jamal Charles reincarnate a little bit. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if he's quite as fast as Jamal Charles, but like he's that type of explosive, just explosive player that's going to create chunk plays. And he's a great receiver, Joe, which you didn't really even talk about. Are you are you looking at our sheet right now with the names on it, Joe? I, I yeah. am just flabbergasted for the fact that you don't know how to spell Alabama. That That is a fun <laughs> here, but, but I have no qualms. Uh, al- Alambama. Al- Alambama. Al- Alambama. Yeah. Alambama. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love Jameer Gibbs, man. He was my running back, too, in, in the summer. I think he's really explosive. You could sell me on him being a first-round player because he is. If C.J. Spiller can go in the first rounds, Jameer Gibbs, I think, can also go in the first round. He's got that type of game game-breaking ability. This is the one guy... <laughs> that you hate <laughs> at number 18 because like even if you put him at 24 i'd still yeah. tell you no because i told i told you i said on the show this guy's a third round pick i don't think he's that it's good not, noah sewell not. from oregon the linebacker I, I i i didn't get a lot i just didn't get anything from him man i just didn't feel for it but like i'll, I'll let you give your background on him before i start crapping on him Former five-star recruit, listed at 6'3", 250 pounds, younger brother of Penn A. Soul. And I mean, for me, I think there's a lot of shades to Bobby Wagner. He is an incredibly explosive, downhill player, physical. Plays some shots, but I also think he's pretty flexible, man. Changes direction well for his size. I think that he is a starting Mike at the next level. I think he has Pro Bowl potential. That's what I think he is. He is over aggressive at times, which will get him caught against play action. And sometimes he goes for kill shots in the run game when he should just make sure we're we're wrapping and 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 stalling momentum instead of trying to create all the momentum as a tackler. But Joe, I think he has superstar potential. I think he could be the middle of a defense, and I think that he has just everything that you look for in a Mike linebacker that is just going to be the heart and soul and the heartbeat of a defense. I'm going to just reiterate these and we're going to move on. (laughs) I felt he was disinterested at times. I feel like when he's, he's juiced up, he he makes some good plays, but I feel like there were some, uh, some clips on film, actually some series on film where he just was disinterested. Like he was just kind of chilling. Like he just was there and he was playing defense. And then the next series, he had more energy. Uh, I don't like that all he does goes for is kill shots. I think that he's not a good tackler, and I think his instincts are bad. I just, I don't, I don't think I get the athlete. I, 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 you don't think his instincts are bad? No, I, I, I think that he's over aggressive at times. That's not necessarily instinctual. That is overzealousness. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I'm just, I'm unwilling to bank on the athletic traits. Like he moves well for a really big linebacker. That's nice. 
but I just don't. I, I it's the only guy I'm going to disagree with, and I have to express that the rest of these I'm behind. I'm I'm buying in on all of them. And what's you it like know, to be wrong, Joe? What's it like to be wrong? Look, we're all gonna we're gonna have we're everyone every cycle is gonna have somebody that we hate that ends up being good, and it's just it's Speak gonna for happen. yourself. Speak for yourself. I, I didn't like Deshaun Watson, and uh, you know he. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> No, I didn't. My dad also my my dad also did not like Deshaun Watson coming out, but and there's different reasons to not like Deshaun Watson. My I, my well, instincts <laughs> my instincts yeah. knew my instincts somehow knew, but no, I'm yes, just, I'm yes. just kidding. Years in advance, <laughs> you, you you are you are Captain Foresight, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Number seventeen, we've got our last two players, JL Skinner from Boise State. This is Jeremy Chin, man. This this is a guy who a fantastic athlete can cover ground plays can play in the box is going and is going to form a role as a box safety that doesn't have to come off the field. This is a big nickel who basically is a linebacker playing the position. Fluid, nice build, downhill aggressive tackler, really really good technique as a tackler. Love the motor. I, he checks every box for me and he's got the athleticism to probably be like a you know a mid 4-5 guy. I, I say at the very very least if if I'm being conservative on prog- projecting his speed and he's going to be able to cover tight ends really well i would not buy in on him covering receivers he's going to be able to cover most running backs but he has everything that you want in a big safety and i'm a big big jl skinner fan i know you like the jeremy chin cop man but there is also some cam chancellor to to jl yeah i like that too he is huge he's explosive and Man, I just need to get him a dark visor and coming from the back end as like a mid hole defender and just decleat some dudes. And that is Cam, in my opinion, man. Like he's got, he's got, he is, he's the type of dude that you don't want to see coming over the middle. Like that's what JL Skinner, for me, he's the enforcer of a defense. Mm. Like he is the guy. We, we make fun of this cliche all the time, but like he's a first man off the bus type of guy. Like you see a linebacker walking off the bus looking like that. Like, geez, man, I don't know if I want to. If I'm a, if I'm a slot receiver, I don't know if I want to go over the middle today. Like that does not sound like a fun yeah, time. You're getting Dale knocked Skinner, out. Yes, you are getting knocked out. You're going to the hospital. A lot of bad <laughs> stuff is happening. He's he's a very intimidating and really good athlete too, man. Like not just like the the head hunting type of stuff. Like I mean, NFS has him as a as a estimated four four five guy. I don't know if I quite buy into that. Yeah, but it's like, more four five. Yeah, I mean, at that size, though, who cares? He's big. He's a humongous guy. It's like the Kyle Hamilton thing all over again. It's like Kyle Hamilton ran in the four fives. Okay, he's huge. He's 6'4", 220. I mean, what exactly did you expect from him? But J.L. Skinner is explosive, good all-around athlete, and he is an enforcer in the middle. So I'm glad that we both agree on him, and I'm glad that you got him on the list. Ryan, last player, Keanu mm-hmm. Benton from Wisconsin. I, I don't. I don't hate this because I, I think Keanu Benton is. I'd, I'd much rather slot him as a nose, and I can see that that value is uh, as a one tech and a three tech. And play strength is great. The fluidity is straight is great. I still have Steve Avila ranked ahead of him because I think Steve Avila is a dog. And Steve you mean Avila, Siaki Ika. Sorry, oh, Siaki not Steve Ika. Avila. Siaki Ika. I'm mixing up my big boys. <laughs> Siaki big boys, Ika yeah. is a dog, and he takes up two gaps by by how wide he is. Uh, but I I I I can't knock you for for trying to sneak in your one crush into the top 10 i'm surprised you didn't get eco on this list man you loved eco. i'm not that much oh. of a hack i, I would have much rather oh, have i would have much rather trolled you with will levis and jordan addison before i would have trolled you with uh siaki you would have you would have probably logged off if i put siaki I, I i may have i may have but i 
man, I cannot just I cannot speak more highly of a player than I can of Keanu Benton. For me, I like I po- I popped on his Purdue tape first, and I thought it was just child's play, man. Like he just toys with guys with the, mm. just the amount of power he has. He's 6'4", 312 pounds, thirty four inch arms. He gains extension in the run game. Just going to be a dominant football player against the run. I mean, in, in the world where a Dalvin Tomlinson and a, a Dexter Lawrence could go in the first rounds. Why can't Keanu Benton? That's all I'm saying, man. Like, I think that he's also, he had a wrestling background, and I think that he's got great hands, great feet, and I think he's explosive. And I think despite the fact that Wisconsin runs their 3-4 and he plays nose for them, I think he could play all over the place. Like, I think he could play three, man. I think he could play a three in an even front. I think he could play in an odd front, some 4-4-I as like a 3-4 defensive end. I think he's got all this upside, man. And I think, I mean, the talents, the explosiveness, the power, everything's there for him to be a wrecking ball. So if he put if he puts it all together, because he put it all together in spurts last year, but if he really puts it together, I don't think that he's never he's not going to overtake a Jalen Carter, right? But the D tackle two conversation starts getting interesting when you talk about guys like Brian Brissy. Like, why can't Keanu Benton be in that conversation? So, I. Uh, Think think he's a special football player, one of the more underrated players during the summer. Yeah, we 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 stand or you stand Keanu Benton, but I I you know I don't I don't disagree. I can't I can't push back too much because he he fits nicely into the top twenty. I think he might be a little high, but I think he fits he fits nicely into the top twenty five. That's it though, Ryan, for this first part. We've got another part coming, and then we've got the top five that we will reveal. If you enjoyed this conversation. Hit subscribe, don't miss out. We'll be back with more at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, at NFL Prospects Pod. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. We'll be back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.